Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. Sorry, I always wanted to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Why you give me that look? Go ahead, dive back in there. It's going to be that type of podcast. (laughs) At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope, crazy-ass co-host, Miss <laughs> Gifted with Jay. Hello. I'm too busy. I don't have time. It's too hard. I sweat and I don't like it. Exercise has been the bane of many of you all's existence for a very, very long time, but you also recognize the value in it. So what are the top four exercises that you should absolutely be doing today? And the plus is you can do them anywhere. Jay and I are going to share those exercises with you today and teach you how to incorporate them into your office, into your workspace, into your home, and not necessarily have to go to the gym to get a great workout. So what are the moves you should be doing to maximize your results? That today. But first, wait, wait, what? what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait. What? All right, so I'll go first. As you very well know, we've been friends for 15 years now. And today, I want to end that relationship. (laughs) Yep, I want to end it. I was going to tell you yesterday, but I said, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. So my wait what is, I have a pretty good history with Lisa, with giving her good advice, steering her in the right direction when it comes to people and their energy. I'm usually on point. You know, I say, nah, you know, I don't, that's a bad vibe. Don't mess with that person. Or, oh, that's a really good person. Yeah, you know, they probably have a lot of value they could add to your life. And I've, I pretty much, can you say, agree to the fact that I've been on point pretty much our whole, the duration of our whole entire relationship. Go on with your way. Well, I'm not going to participate okay. in the padding right. of no, your back. No, 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 it's not for that. I'm okay. just trying to let them know that I'm not fluffing anything. Okay. I will agree that you are an amazingly great judge of character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you have had some highlights uh, okay. um, in the past couple of years. All right. That have proved that. All right. So, Go with that on. being said, <laughs> Lisa had a semi-crisis, semi, when I say semi, I mean real first world. A friend of hers is starting a new journey and she's going to start doing hair. And so Lisa basically agreed to be a guinea pig. But the, the biggest thing with this is she agreed to be a guinea pig, what, two days before you depart on your week long? Three. Three days <laughs> before you depart on your week-long trip to um, Belize yeah. and um, a few other countries mm-hmm. on the cruise. So Okay. So when Lisa tells me this, I'm going to be a guinea pig for her. I say that's wonderful, thinking that she's going to save money. And this person is well-known in the industry for natural hair. And um, so it sounded great to me. I've seen this person before her and Lisa even became friends and seen all the style. I admire her style. She is one of the people who got me started on my natural hair journey just by watching her do her own hair, and she motivated me. Right. So when Lisa told me this, I was excited for her. She gets to save money, and she's going to have a dope hairstyle on her trip. Yes. Right? I get a call from Lisa stating... <laughs> 
Um, I couldn't wait to tell you this. It was a total flop. I blame you. I no longer trust, trust your judgment. And, you know, and all these different things that you spewed at me. Me being the friend that I am, I say, all right, let me handle this for you, right? I, I jump into friend mode because even though I take no responsibility for it, the fact that she was so distraught, I immediately say, you know, let me help her out. I started calling people, started, you know, t calling my sister, trying to get numbers. So I eventually got someone's number who braids hair. I say, Lisa, I got you. Listen. <laughs> This girl is willing to take you in today. Now, this is because Lisa has a very busy schedule. I, I know you can't like really do it tomorrow, the next day, or definitely the day of your trip. You have to do it today. I got you. So I say, here's the number she can do you today. She charged, you know, X amount of dollars. Lisa says, tell her to send me a pic. I said, wait, <laughs> what? I need I proof. Said, I said, no, no, no. I seen her braids before. Her braids were tight. Hmm. No, I, I'm still going to need a pic. I said, you don't trust me? I'm not saying I don't trust you. All I'm saying is the type of day I had is that I don't really trust myself because apparently she went on Craigslist looking for <laughs> a braider and that kind of, she's, you know, had to look herself in the mirror like, who am I? So I, I guess when you start going on Craigslist out of desperation, everything in the everything world looks a little, is questionable. yeah, everything is questionable. Yeah, desperation caused me to go on Craigslist. So, I, I get it. You didn't know who to trust at I that did. point. I didn't. But my thing is, listen, I have history with you. And how dare you make me, force me to send you Jay. a picture when I gave you my word that she could braid. No, I do not feel bad about it at all. There is no way I could afford to take another chance, another shot in the dark, and possibly get my hair done by somebody who just, you know, wasn't ready. And unfortunately, you got questioned. I mean, you do have history of making a good call on things. But being a good judge of character is different than being a good judge of talent. True. Okay? I'll so you got to give me that one. i give you that. Okay. So, you know, whether or not somebody can do the job up to par, you can't really tell that from their conversation or whatever for getting to know their personality. So I wanted proof. I wanted proof. And if you feel slighted some type of way, it's I just want to say publicly, I'm not sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was already not to accept your apology. I'm like, nope, it's over, like I stated. <laughs> oh, I don't even get one. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was completely secure in asking you to show proof of talent. As if I had... Uh, what is it, a horse in a race? This had nothing to do with me. I could have easily got off the phone with you and been like, shrug. No, you couldn't have. Yes, I could. Oh, and then you're going to tell me on top of that. <laughs> and don't, I, and because I was like, see, I got you. Oh, don't think this is over. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't right. think this is over. I'm going to call you after I get my hair done. And if I don't like it, be prepared. It ain't <laughs> over. I'm like, what? How did I get involved in this it's your fault you gave me the green light to allow my friend to be her guinea pig and it didn't work out as if if i would have said don't do it you would have went anyway because you were trying to be a friend anyway you don't know that because <laughs> you do not know that because maybe i would have made a plan b maybe i would have did all the maybe i would have rescheduled her do it when i got back from the trip it was just too much riding on this and you, I turned to you to be my judge of character. You let me down. So you needed to provide additional proof. <laughs>
that's why it's over. And, and I don't, and I'm not sorry. Listen, listen, we came on to just to say this is our last podcast together. Thanks <laughs> Jay, for listening. Jay, me and Jay are gonna part ways because she has let me down in other areas of my life, and I can no longer share the mic with her. Yeah, but I got a new podcast coming <laughs> called "Why I Find It Hard to Trust." Listen, you catch me. <laughs> Whenever somebody wants to throw a whole friendship away, you can't just live. That's a new podcast. Look. That is a new podcast. Link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> Click the link in my bio. Uh, no, no, no. She'll be back next week. But that's so funny because check out my way what. Speaking of friendships. So I don't think I told you, but when um, I was in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, I had what I've coined as a one-day stand. So, you know, we talk about one night stands and of course that involves, you know, sleeping with somebody that you just met that day and then never seeing them or talking to them again. So when I was in DC a couple of weeks ago for a conference, I had what I'm calling a one day stand. So the conference started about 9.30, 10 a.m. on a Saturday and it was an all day conference. It wasn't over till like after five. And, of course, you're surrounded by all, by all these women and business owners, potential business owners, all these things. And you're talking, you're chatting, you're exchanging information. So while we were waiting in the lobby for the conference to begin, I ended up chatting with this young lady. And her and I really hit it off. It turns out we were both in VIP, so we ended up sitting together, mm-hmm. um, having lunch together. And so we were kicking it the entire day. We're taking pictures together, talking about, you know, everything, exchanging all this stuff. And so after the conference was wrapping up, now she lived in D.C. Obviously I didn't, but she was, you know, lived in D.C. And um, I was like, so what you got going on, you know, today, mm-hmm. this evening, whatever. She's like, oh, I think, I'm thinking about going to see Girls Trip or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You're going by yourself? And she's like, yeah, I'm just going to go by myself. And usually if somebody says they're going to do something by themselves, because I like to do stuff by myself as well, I I take that as you want to do it by yourself. Right. So I typically would not intrude or impose or anything like that. But I was like, you know what, Lisa, just like, because I had told myself before I even got to D.C. that I wanted to make some type of connection that was valuable and not just chat and get, you know, exchange pleasantries. We should hook up again. We should talk right. and never do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm about to make an effort to make a, more of a meaningful connection. So um, I was like, well, if you want some company or whatever, if you don't mind, I was like, I haven't seen it yet either. And, you know, my friends tell me it's really good. And she was like, yeah, for sure. Come. So we ended up going to the movies together. So mm-hmm. we um, ended up spending the evening together. We shared an Uber, went back to her place. She picked up her car. Um, and we went to the show, saw the movie, cracking up, had a great time at the show. Um, and then after the show, she uh, dropped me off back at my Airbnb. <laughs> and when we pulled up to the Airbnb, it's just such like a date. I, I was like, hey, you want to come inside? You know, <laughs> I offered her, I offered to let her come in. And, like, you know, it just felt like a little one of those romantic comedies. Right. Like, you want to come up? You want to come up for a um, coffee? Like- right. For a nightcap. nightcap. <laughs> right. So I had a one day stand in DC. Um, so she ended up, she's like, yeah, I'll check it out. I'm like, you know, because I don't think she knew much about Airbnb. I was like, oh, my place is so nice. Let me show it to you. Um, so she started coming in, but my place where I stayed, you had to go through their backyard to get to the door. And it had rained that day, so it was a lot of mud. So she started walking through it, but she had heels on. She's like, I think it's too muddy. I was like, dang, okay. So, um, <laughs> She ended up leaving, 
and um, the next day she ended up texting me like, hey, <laughs> you know, it was like the morning after, and she's like, what, um, you know, you you catch your flight okay, and you know, you you got those pictures we took and we were talking because when before before we went to the movies she wanted to get something to eat so we were all in the drive-thru and we chatting about relationships and all this stuff it was just so we really got to know each other like a lot about each other in these like several span of hours wow. and then like and i flew back to detroit and you know i haven't talked to her since i've been back and then i was just cracking up you don't follow like, each other on facebook or anything no it was literally a one day stand. <laughs> like we are, we did not really make effort to keep in contact. Um, like after um, the movie, though, I was like, "Oh my god, you know what we should do?" Like, cause we knew we weren't gonna see each other often or anything like that. But I was like, "We should meet up again in New Orleans next year and just have another one day stand." <laughs> and have another one day stand. And so we we was like totally. So we do have each other's email and phone number, but she doesn't do social media like that. So no, we're not connected on social media. So that's not even my way. What? <laughs> My way, what is, I got back home and I was telling Troy about it. Like, Troy, I had a one-day stand, and I'm telling them all about it. Why did he say, oh, my God, I had one, too? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been waiting so long to tell you about this. No. Wow. He said he told me, and I forgot. He was like, when you was in China, I did the exact same thing. I said, wait, What? He like, yes, I was out at a bar having a drink. I ended up meeting this guy that was sitting next to me. We was talking about um all the Marvel and comic book movies and stuff, you know, all oh, that yeah. stuff that guys That's love. chemistry. Yeah. That's chemistry off rip with guys like like guys having passion about sports or cars. Right. You know what I mean? So he's like, we were talking about, you know, the movies because it was one about to come out, right? Mm -hmm. So he said, we ended up talking that whole night at the bar. <laughs> He's like, oh. I mean, we hit it off so good, Lise. Like, everything we connected on, right? We kicking it, kicking it. He's like, so we ended up exchanging numbers. He was like, his name was Matt, a white guy named Matt. He's like, we ended up exchanging numbers. <laughs> he like, so the movie was coming out. He was like, and I left, like, shoot. Oh, I got his number. He's like, I don't, should I call him? Should I not call him, right? He's like, I don't want him to think I'm gay or nothing. We was just cool, just cool. Right. It was a cool brother. So he was like, I ended up reaching out to him, and we went to the movies together the next day. <laughs> I was like, shut up, right? So he's like, we went to the movie. We met up. We went to see the movie. We all in, like, that superhero stuff. He was like, loved it. We had an amazing time. I ain't talked to him or seen him since. I was like, what? That's so Troy, though. That's not surprising that's, for him yeah no, he vibe with people so easily he does but yeah, yeah that's, me and troy that both have so had funny. one day stands that is so <laughs> funny yeah my mission is to have like a one day stand every time i go somewhere out of the country so it's so awesome to meet a stranger and hit it off and just like enjoy their company but there's like no obligation to keep in touch not even any fake obligation you know what i'm saying right, I'm okay. yeah. yeah yeah like no this was awesome thanks for the experience yeah, right <laughs> Maybe I'll see you again. Probably won't. Yes. So, um, yeah, shout out to One Day Stands. If you've ever had one, it's super awesome. And and it really helps to take you outside of your comfort zone. You know, think, you know, ideologies and stuff. We're so used to being around our own friends and family right. who know us, who know what we think, who can finish our sentences. And so that's always a fresh, it's just like a fresh jolt of something. Like yeah. meeting new people. So that was my way what? Yeah, me and Yeah, Troy. that's speak, speaking of meeting new people, I realized yesterday how much I love like just 
vibing with just other people just in general. So I'm in, um, I'm in Naf Naf. It's a new restaurant. It's in Southfield. Naf Naf. I might be pronouncing it wrong. N A F N A F. Well, no, I never heard of it. Is it's plant based? It's like Mediterranean style. But Ooh. but what's cool about it is that it's a I so okay. So I got a falafel wrap. Okay. But it's like a bar. You go down and say, I want the baba canoche. Uh-huh. I want this in there. I mm-hmm. want that. They don't just tell you like, okay, put a little bit more of that hummus in there. Mm-hmm. Put a little bit more of that cabbage. So I got this big full because they they get this pita bread, but they slice it in the middle. So they mm. stuff the falafel mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And so I had like um, the basmati rice in there, the Ooh. baba canoche, the hummus, the, the cabbage. And I'm just, and then I'm like, okay. So the lady behind me, she was like, because the restaurant is new. She's like, aren't you so happy uh, you found this place? I'm like, yes, right? <laughs> she was like, yeah, because, um, you know, doing that uh, vegan thing, it is so hard. Don't um, I guess she assumed that I was vegan um, just by my, my sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she was like, because I, I find this vegan thing to be so hard. You know, you know what I'm saying? I was like, no. Right. Like, I don't know what you're saying. I was like, I don't agree with that. Right. And, um. From that, I was like, but I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree. Mm-hmm. I because you're new. She was like, I'm new to the vegan thing or whatever, and uh, so from there, I started. I didn't even realize how excited I get to meet other people. That <laughs> I was like, it's this app called Happy Cow, and it's this. I was like, you got to pick eth- ethnic restaurants, and you. I'm like, so if you go to like a Thai restaurant, or if you go to a Ethiopian restaurant, or if you say say you want like like Mediterranean restaurants, so I just start giving her all these tips from the corner. Uh huh. This lady like, I'm listening. <laughs> Go on. Go on. <laughs> we get into this big discussion. I'm, I'm just telling them all the tips, like how you can be a vegan and not just shut out from like eating out in the world. Yeah. You don't have to just go grocery shopping and go home. Or I, I was telling her about Chai restaurant. I was yeah, Happy Cow. Like when you go out of town. Yeah. So it was just such a cool little inter five minute interaction. Can you have like a um? <laughs> a five minute stand. A five minute stand. I want to be a part of this. <laughs> five minute stand, but it was really cool. That is awesome. That is a great feeling just to share. Yeah, because they were just all smiles, so nice. And what was even funnier is as I was talking, they looked at each other. They was like, "I know you." They end up know, the lady who asked me about being vegan ended up being another lady hairdresser back in the day. She's like, "Where you been?" It was crazy. What like, a treat! <laughs> what so a everybody treat. just had a nice little five minute kicking and I left and they were still talking but it was cool that's awesome that is so awesome okay so exercise let's dive into it Jay did you find it hard and you've been through a couple life transitions like going from being a stay-at-home mom for a while to then returning to work and um you know then re-entering school and so you've had a lot of transitions and you've even talked about you know not being able to work out for a while you know, because your your uh, iron was low and you thought something was going on physically. And so, and then I know with me uh, transitioning from like a regular job and then moving into entrepreneurship and also re-entering school um, and ooh, living abroad, that's a big change of environment and lifestyle. Right. Um, but somehow we've both been able to maintain our commitment to exercise and movement. And a lot of people use life, significant life transitions and insignificant life transitions as an excuse to not really be able to get into, get their exercise done. Right. Right. And so um, I thought we would share with the, the listeners, you know, some exercises that we think are essential and that can be done 
anywhere but how did you do it like how did you still maintain that level of commitment to your health throughout having kids and um life transitions even with your family and a loss of your mom and just really kicking it up and not letting that passion die i promise just a simple promise that i made to myself to my mom and to the women that i met like i will never ever take my health for granted and that promise that i made i'm never going to go back on it i'm never going to forget my commitment that i made and that's as simple as that so if i miss a week or two or even a month i'm never going to let um that fire and that passion die inside of me because i'm never going to forget why it was made you know what i'm saying right. so even though things happen and a lot of things have happened like you just said but at the the very foundation of who i am and my core values are all they are all based on that one thing and that your health optimal health is my goal because with that health i'm a better friend a better mother a better student everything in life is based on me having good health my confidence is based on the things that i put in my body and my exercise yes. uh, routine so even now like i don't i can't go to the gym like i used to i went and got four jillian michaels uh dvds that i do now and nothing nothing changes like right. my commitment may the the setting may change um the things going on in my life may change but the one thing that will not change is the promise that i made and and that's just the, that's just the end of the story yep yep and so it sounds like for you <clears throat> like you said the setting may change the intensity may even change um depending on your capabilities at that time your resources may change, but the core value has stayed the same. The core value will always stay the same. Okay, so before we even get into this exercise, one thing I want you guys to understand and hear very clearly, because the story is the same for me, you know, the antidote is exactly the same for me, is that no matter where you are in life or in the world, no matter where you are financially, no matter where you are health-wise even, um, once you make something a core value of yours, nothing is going to disrupt that belief system. Right. So if you value health, you're going to take that with you and value it wherever you are, even on vacation. Even on vacation, even through crisis situations. So you, you, some people even turn to it during crisis situations. Even, yeah, turn to it th through crisis situations, even when you have added things on your plate when you picked up more things like yeah a core value is a core value that's right that's that's just the long short end of it a right. core value is a core value and if a situation can change your core value then you have to ask yourself is it a core value right because i always like to use the example of kids no matter what's going on in your life you make sure you take care of them it's not like oh my god my boyfriend or my husband we separated or i can't take care of my kids you do it because it's because you you can't even imagine not doing it. Right. You you've made being a good parent or a good mother a core value when you're not going to let anything compromise. Exactly. That. So that's a value. It's not just something. Oh, I got to do. You don't have to do anything. There's, there's no matter of, what society says. Right. There's plenty of people who are just half-assed when it comes to raising their kids. You could be that person, but no, it's a value to be a good parent. So just like you decided, or maybe you didn't 
decide intentionally that's mm-hmm. just who you are mm-hmm. some things are just naturally who you are and some things are second nature right. however it came about it's the foundation and it's a core value mm-hmm. and you are at you take actionable steps to to remain that person because you don't just stay a good parent because you you decided to be 10 years ago and now just look at me no you, there's things you have to do things you have to oh okay i'm gonna do this for my kid i'm gonna take them there i'm gonna make sure you have to continue to learn and adjust yes. with that and that's the same thing with exercise a hundred percent it's the same thing with exercise. So before we share this exercises, don't think that we're giving you a shortcut or a way, okay, now I can do this right. and I'm going to adopt this. If you haven't made health a core value yet, I don't care how many tips we spew on this podcast, you're not going to do it and be committed or see results until you change your mindset around health and wellness. The fact mm-hmm. that it's necessary, the fact that you're capable, and the fact that you do have time, and it's something that you're willing to commit your life to. Um, so with that, let's dive into it. Okay, so you want to start off with like listing the exercises or? Yeah, yeah we could just go one at a time. We have the top four that you can do anywhere and that are critical and gives you some major results. And the first one at the top of the list is everybody's favorite, squats. Is it everybody's favorite? Yeah, it's everybody's favorite. Says who? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell well- you. You don't. You, you started off telling me who's it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Everybody's You're not listening. Uh, clearly. Uh, <laughs> um, but squats are a phenomenal exercise. Um, they are multimodal, um, and they're a combination move, and they come in so many varieties. You don't like squats, Jay? I do like squats. I okay. like all variety of squats, but you okay. know. I never know if it's just me or is this just right. like unanimous. We love squats. Right. I never know. <laughs> you never know if everybody is team squats. No, you yeah. don't. Squats are a powerhouse move. So there's a way that you can advance them. There's a way that you can modify them. There's a ton of different ways. So a lot of people are often concerned about their knees or their joints. Um, and a lot of times the issue is because you, you sit so much during the day that your posterior chain muscles are really weak. So typically if you have issues, so here's a couple checkpoints, guys. <clears throat> squat, when you squat, your knee should either be straight ahead or actually semi-parted uh, out to the sides. They shouldn't come in towards each other, but they should go away from each other. Right. Right? So your knees should go away from each other. You can even turn your feet out a little slew-footed like. Um, and you push your hips and push your uh, glutes or your butt back and kind of sit down and come parallel to the floor. It's not really necessary to go lower than parallel. Some people do. If your knees and your joints can handle it, that's fine. But turn your feet out and your knees out slightly, um, going away from you, and then push your hips and butt back and sit down into a parallel position. Come back up and engage your lower back and your glutes at the top. So that means you're really squeezing your butt Um, and then releasing that pressure from your lower back. So squats are really a powerhouse move because they're building those quadriceps, they're building those glutes, they're strengthening that lower back. And if you're doing them correctly by keeping your chest up and taking a deep breath in before you lower down, then you're also working your core, which you should be. Right. So uh, squats are a great combination exercise. Now, ways you can modify squats. Um, If you need to, you can do... 
uh, seated squat. So meaning you have a bench or a chair behind you. You squat down to tap the bench or the chair with your bum and then come back up. You can use a stability ball by placing it on your lower back and rolling uh, the ball up and down the wall to squat to give you that uh, posterior support if you have issues with keeping your chest and back straight as well. Um, so there's ways you can modify the squats if you're in an office setting, if you're at home, and then there's ways that you can intensify the squats as well. You can add a small weight, you can add a heavy weight, um, you can do sumo squats, meaning you turn your feet out all the way to the sides and your uh, legs are kind of in like a, a U-shaped position or a wide L-shaped position. Um, there's uh, goblet squats, there's back squats, there's uh, pop squats. I mean, there's so many. You can Google some of these and look them up. But squats are one of the best exercises you can do. Ladies know all about building your, uh, your butt and your legs to be really nice and shapely. And also, they really, really maximize the amount of calories you burn while doing them. So that's the first exercise on our list of exercises you absolutely should be doing and that can be done from anywhere. You got something to add about squats? Nope, I think you covered everything. <laughs> nope, <laughs> not I at all. I love squats. I do them so much. Um, and you see, you still squat pretty heavy? I remember Remember, we went to that powerhouse gym one time and we were loading up a bar. Oh, my God, And we yes. were trying to, like, roll Kill with the ourselves. big fellas. Kill yeah. ourselves, basically. A yeah. couple hundred pounds on our back or at yeah. least one something. I don't, um, I leg press heavy. Yeah. I leg press heavy. Yeah, for sure. And I've been incorporating a lot of um, jump squats. Yes. Um, so oh, that's a good fatiguing one. fatiguing my legs out and then hit the weights. So when you fatigue your legs out, your muscle have to work harder to even do some, something that you would consider simple, like just a regular squat, maybe holding a 25-pound weight. So if I do jump squats, that's just jumping with the squat, coming down, jumping up. I'll do uh, – um, I did 10 rounds this – I mean, t three sets – of 20 jump squats and then um, followed that up with another leg exercise. So now my legs are fatigued from doing the jump squats. So that's a good thing that you can do. So if you're like traveling on business or just traveling on vacation or anything and you're not at home, you don't have equipment and you feel like you've been doing a lot of exercise with weights, that's a good way to incorporate, um, you know, a good leg exercise into your routine is just to add more, um, what do you call that, plyometrics and add more intensity to it yes yeah plyometrics are awesome and plyometrics just means you're taking a regular exercise and adding jumping or explosiveness to it so um jump squats are awesome if you don't have any joint issues it's better to make sure you're doing it on a softer floor so like a yeah. hotel room with some carpet right. a rug in your office at home you know on a, maybe a mat that you buy you know you want to really protect your joints while making sure the floor is soft we you know don't prefer concrete if you're outside maybe go to a track um, so yeah, the, the plyometrics are awesome. Box jumps are uh, amazing to, for building and toning your legs as well. So for our advanced people, you know, definitely challenge yourself to some box jumps and don't always do just regular static squats. You can even do air squats, body weight squats, prisoner squats. I mean, it goes on and on. So you can definitely look up a variety and a variation of uh, these different types of squats and incorporate them. And I trust me, weights are not necessary. If you're not in a position to use them, 
um, or if you're just uh, scared of them right now because you haven't been trained in proper, proper form, there's definitely a way you can maximize your squat just using body weight. So that's one of the best exercises out there. Abs absolutely. I love squats. Yeah. Exercise number two. Jumping jacks. Oh, cardio. Yes. The reason why I love jumping jacks so much is the fact that people are so familiar with them. I, I realized as a trainer that a lot of um, form, when I have to correct people's form over and over again, it's because of lack of confidence. And when you're doing jumping jacks, everybody's confidence. Oh, give me 10 jumping jacks. Even if they start off doing them wrong, they're pretty confident when <laughs> when they start off. Right. You know, you say, give me 20 jumping jacks. They jump right into it. And you can modify jumping jacks. So if you're a person, like she said, with joint issues and you, you don't want to come hard down on your knees, you can uh, do the same move of a jumping jack without the jump. Every, every exercise, there is not one single exercise that cannot be modified that I can think of right now. Right. Um, jumping jacks is one of those exercises that you can intensify as well. It's a strength and it's endurance move. So while you're getting your heart rate up, you're also building muscle. Uh, it's one of those exercises that you can take anywhere you go. Uh, you don't have to pack any equipment. You don't have to figure it out. It's a no-brainer. Um, it's also one of those exercises that you have um, actual, like, tangible proof that you're getting physically stronger. If you were doing 20, uh, only able to do 20 jumping jacks this week, and now you're able to do 40, that's easy to remember. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I realize people, when they're doing exercises and they have this five-pound weight, they don't want to let this five-pound weight go. They don't realize that they've gotten stronger. Right. So um, getting someone from a five to a 10-pound weight requires a lot of convincing sometimes yes um a lot of correcting a form sometimes mm -hmm. but telling someone hey you were doing 20 jumping jacks last week let's let's bump it up to 30 yeah it, it requires a lot of less um mind massaging like it, it requires a lot less convincing that was kind of sexy <laughs> you never used that one before mind, yeah it just came to me mind massaging yeah that i don't gotta clever. massage your mind too much that was clever all right yeah go, thank go you on. thank yeah. you for that yeah. i appreciate it mm -hmm. recognition is everything everything <laughs> um and and it's and it works that's the thing Sim being simple does not mean it does not work i know yes. we are in the lands of social media where people try to be so extra to prove pay me as a trainer listen i can put dumbbells on your back while you stand on a a, a ball uh, you know trust me while you stand on this bench with one leg out while you twirl a baton pay me because I, I can make your life fancy and prove to you that i'm just the most creative it's not trust me a, a, a trainer that's really about your health and advancing you physically and mentally are not trying to put you in a cir circus life uh, workout regimen. Right. We, we're really trying to get down to the fundamental part of working your body out. And trust me, jumping jacks are one of those things that you can do. And it is definitely hitting so many areas of your body that will strengthen, tone, and get your cardiovascular health up. Yes, 100%. And I love that um, one of our exercises is a cardio move because it is so important to get your your heart rate up in between those strength exercises. So you come up from some jumping jacks and then, or excuse me, from some squats and you go straight into some jumping jacks. Mm -hmm. You're gonna really, really maximize your caloric burn. And especially if you're in, the, you've already warmed up, so when you're in that fat burning zone, um, you're really going to maximize your results by changing that intensity. 
right? So alternating, what I like to do with a lot of our clients, because our sessions are 30 minutes, I'll incorporate a cardio move like jumping jacks in between their strength, right? So we're doing some deadlifts or we're doing some squats or some lunges immediately followed by some form of jumping jacks, battle rope, mountain climbers, jump squats, something that's a little more high intensity. And what I love about the jumping jack, Jay, is that People think it's so old school, which it is. I remember I had a client one time and I gave her a jump jack. She was like, whoa, I ain't did this since elementary. But um, the way they've been altered throughout the years, people not realizing they're still doing jumping jacks. So now you have wide arm jacks. You have power jacks. Right. You have those star jumps, right? They're all a variation of the old school jumping jack. Absolutely. And so you can do the same thing with the jumping jack. It doesn't have to be the same over the head. You can add a few weights in your hand, but mm -hmm. keep it light. You never want to jump with too heavy weights. I no. wouldn't recommend going over five pounds. Um, but you can add weights to it. You, your arms can go out to the side versus going overhead. You can add a squat to it. Uh, Tiff, Coach Tiff loves, loves to do power jacks. Um, so there's a huge variety on jumping jacks. And like she said, you can track your progress over time. I was only able to do 20 in 20 seconds last week. Now I'm doing 30 in 20 seconds this week. So you can really notice your progress as far as endurance and building up that cardiorespiratory system is really, really important because what doing jumping jacks helps you do, it helps you climb up a flight of stairs with a bag of groceries without being out of weight if you want to kind of translate it to real life. Are we life. talking about your life? I mean, out of shape. <laughs> you like, because I can definitely get up them steps with them groceries. <laughs> Listen, it got real personal. It got real personal <laughs> because sometimes people, what's the point? You know, yeah. oh, I'm already fit. Functional, functional, it's functional training. training. So now you can carry your groceries in the house without being out of breath, without feeling completely exhausted because you do jumping jacks. Exactly. And yeah. you've trained up your lungs. So, yeah, that's definitely a power move. Exercise number three that you absolutely should be doing and that you can do anywhere, not just in the gym, would definitely be push ups. Oh my gosh, people probably just ended the podcast right there. If <laughs> y'all still hanging with us, listen, listen, we got some good tips right now. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear push-ups so often when I'm training my ladies, especially during our first meeting and we're going through a physical assessment. I say, let me look at your push-ups. And I mean, immediately they negate. Right. They, <laughs> I can't do them, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now. Or I only do the girly ones. And it has been so many people who I, I'll look at their modified push-up on their knees, and it'll, the form will be so perfect. I'll say, well, just come off your knees. Let's do a regular push-up just to see what you look like. And they'll knock out about five of them. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy how we keep ourselves on a certain level strictly from our belief system and our mind without trying, mm -hmm. right? And so here they are doing modified push-ups, and they should have been on tall push-ups a long time ago. Yeah, and I like that you're using modified. We never say girly push-ups because no. – Number one, that makes a girl feel like that's what she's doing, and that makes a man feel like um, we can't do the regular push-ups, or if they have to do the modified push-ups, that they're not manly enough. And that is just not the case. Everyone's right. strength le level is different, whether you're a man or a woman. That is not girl push-ups. That's just a modified version while you build your strength up. A hundred percent. And I still do modified push-ups. I can do regular push-ups all day, but depending on how fatigued my arms are or what I'm trying to accomplish for that day, or what muscles I'm trying to work, like uh, certain push-ups, like maybe there's a way you position your arms to do a tri to work your triceps, and I might do it in a modified position, and I'm still getting all the benefits, and it's not because of lack of strength to do it the regular way, but when you learn how to incorporate it with other exercises, yes, um, 
the intensity level will change on other exercises. That's right. So don't think because you can't do at this particular day a, a push of your arms maybe be fatigued from a workout that you just did two days ago. Yes. So. Yeah, and push-ups are a great way to build that upper body strength. A lot of us ladies lack the upper body strength because we don't intentionally work on it because we feel weak. It's funny how we don't work on our weakest part of our bodies because we feel weak doing it. So we like, you I'm think not that's sh- it. Cause yeah. I, I thought that we didn't work on that part because people assume that they don't want to be muscular. Like, I don't, I don't want to do oh, push-ups. Maybe it's a combination of that too. Uh, yeah. Like I don't want to be too muscular. I don't want, I don't look manly. I don't want to, you know, and this, and we, we discussed this before. Like there's no way you can just bypass uh, all these heavy, heavy weight that bodybuilders do and just jump to being too big. Right. Like that is very intentional. You're not going to wake up and be big all of a sudden. It's impossible. It's, it's scientifically impossible. But you will miss out on being toned. You will miss out on them sexy arms. Right. You got to get past that to get to the too <laughs> yeah. muscular. Right. So it's very important, guys, especially ladies, to work that upper body. You have to. I know you want your legs to look a certain way, your jeans to fit a certain way. Um, but... That upper body strength, again, is not just about aesthetics. It's about functionality. And so you need to be able to perform. You need the strength. You need the flexibility. You need the coordination in your upper body. So many people don't have good balance or good coordination um, along with the strength. And so also it, you know, determines how your body performs. Uh, You know, a lot of people, you could just twist to look a certain way out the window when you're your waist hurts or you pull a muscle in your back, you know, because you haven't built that strength back there. Um, And so it's really important. Push-ups are a dynamic exercise. Of course, they can be done absolutely anywhere. And there's so many variations. So you can do diamond push-ups. You can do um, close, uh, Mm -hmm. wide push-ups, you know, when you're using all of your pecs, close hand push-ups where you're not using really any of your pectoral muscles. So there's a ton of variations on push-ups as well, and they can be added to so many other movements. Like I have a lot of people do a yoga move with a downward dog into a push-up, right? Yeah. A burpee into a push-up, um, walkouts into a push-up. So they can be added to so many things to maximize the intensity all of these can be done anywhere. They require absolutely no equipment and they require no gym. So you have your squats, you have your jumping jacks, and you have your push-ups. They're an amazing exercise. You want to make sure your form is right here, though. So definitely, you know, either check in with one of us. Um, and we've posted some on our page recently at Professionally Fit or Google Proper Form. You want to make sure that your core is engaged. You're pushing that belly button back towards that spine um, and your head is not overly extended, keeping your eyes planted on the ground so that your head is in line with your spine and you want to make sure you're not dipping your lower back. So form is essential with this movement because if you don't have enough strength in your core, you could hurt your lower back doing the push-up. Um, and so you don't want to put all your weight there. Modifications, they don't have to even be on your knees to make it even easier than that. Some people do push-ups on the wall. Some mm-hmm. people do push-ups on the bench. A lot of our clients have to start there if they if the modified on their knees is still a little too difficult. So don't think because you're not at a tall, regular push-up that, you, that push-ups are out of your league. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely not true. How can you get stronger in something if you don't do them? Um, so really, really important. And there's even a way to work those same muscles on machines and with weights as well. Um, but that push-up is one that you can do absolutely anywhere.
All right. We're on the last one, yep. which is planks. Number four for the exercises you can do anywhere at any time. Right. I got to do this. Is that, is that <laughs> the drum roll. <laughs> planks. I am a huge fan of planks. Yes, you are. I know. I, lo <laughs> I love planks because... There's so many variations of planks. Yes, yes. You can, and the weakest person in the world can do a plank, and the strong, and the strongest person can, still can get fatigued from doing planks. That's what I love. Like I still get challenged with doing planks. Um, if, for those of you who don't know, planks work your core, it works your glutes, your hamstrings, your back. It's one of those exercises. It works everything. Even though when you look at it, it seems like it really just works your upper body because you're kind of like in a push-up form. Or if you are doing a modified plank, you're kind of on your forearms. But a plank works all of these different things. And when you want to work your core, I always, always suggest planks simply because when you're trying to strengthen your core, you want to um, strengthen the inner muscles first. A lot of people will go to, um, what is it, the crunches? Yeah. And you're kind of like, how do you feel about crunches? Oh, I think crunches are a complete waste of time. Yeah, we always have this debate, and I, I didn't know if you changed your mind by now. I think I check in with you like every six months. Well, see. well, crunches are good for people who already have a strong core and abs, though. Okay. I do, I do think they work, but for the average person, because I don't even do crunches. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I think they're more dangerous than helpful, because a lot of people <laughs> overextend their neck. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So they can be extremely dangerous. So I don't, I don't have clients do them. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have. I don't have clients do them or I don't suggest people do them but I do see the value in uh, doing crunches however if you were to ask me um, what was the top exercise I would suggest it will always be planks for your core because without a strong back you can risk it all like your back and your core is the foundation of like your posture it's the reason why your back hurts or your your leg, your knees hurt. Your posture is everything. Everything. Sitting at a desk all day, or even if you stand all day, it can really do damage to your back. Yep. So when you when you're doing planks, you're you're basically trying to uh, reverse that. You're strengthening your back. Yes. You're strengthening your core. Absolutely. It is absolutely necessary. And and as you strengthen those things, you're toning your core. It's hard um, for some people to see how that works. Like, how does being in this position, when I've been taught to do, be in the, uh, the, the sit-up position, right. how does that work? Right. But I promise you it does. Um, and there's so many variations. You can do a plank jack. You can do, uh, you know, go from a low plank to a tall plank. You can just hold the planks, and it, and it, and it works wonders. You can do a plank with a TRX machine. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's those uh, ropes that's kind of suspended from the bar. You can put your feet in them. Um, you can do how many, uh, there's like probably like 50, 20 to 50. I don't know. It's so many yeah, different variations. So many different variations of planks. Uh, they work your transverse abdominis, which is the layer below the abs that you see in the mirror. And that's what we want strong. You know, that's what you mean by, you know, that lower back and stuff, man. Just yesterday I was working out and my trainer had me <laughs> sprinting on the treadmill, mm -hmm. jumping off going right into a plank on a stability ball doing called what's called stir the pots so your forearms are on the stability ball and you're going in a circle like you're storing stirring a pot with your arms so not back and forth not back and forth but in a circle which that's harder it's harder especially if you just sprinted at 11 speed mm -hmm. on a treadmill 
Okay, got it. Okay, <laughs> okay. So when you say harder, <laughs> so he had me sprinting and then jumping straight into a plank on the stability ball, but it's dynamic, and dynamic just means moving. Um, but it's so it's dynamic, and boy, was it killer, right? And so planks, like you said, are so so dynamic, and there's so many different variations. And then after he had me doing sprinting at eleven down into plank on stability ball. Then he's like, okay, now we're going to do a burpee straight into a tall plank. I said, wait, what? So I had to jump up, jump down into a tall plank, hold it for 15 seconds, come back up, jump back up, go right back down for 15 seconds. I had to do that for eight rounds. I think I, you almost lost me. Oh my God. I'll take back what I said about us breaking up. (laughs) I need you. Yeah. I feel like you, I just came close to really losing you. That you did. You did. My quads were killing. It was just so, I mean, planks are insane. Just like the push-up, he just threw them in there. Like, just jump straight down. Because holding a plank when your heart is racing is way different, right? Yeah. Than just going down well-rested into a plank. So, trying to maintain that form and not sinking my lower back and trying to breathe and catch my breath while I'm holding a plank is really, really challenging. So you can do that same thing anywhere too, guys. You can jump down into a plank at any moment. I always recommend my clients do them before bed or first thing in the morning. Hop out and do a plank. How long should I be holding a plank? Well, that depends on your form and your strength. If you're able to hold a static plank for 45 seconds to a minute, then you should probably start advancing into a more dynamic plank, adding movement. It's becoming a little too easy for you. If you're still doing a plank where it's taking everything you got just to get to 20 or 30 seconds, then just keep your plank static for right now. If you have wrist issues, then you want to do your planks on your forearms and not tall on your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, But you definitely want to make sure you're really, really engaging that core, pushing that belly button back towards that spine, and keeping your... um, your lower back kind of high. You don't want your booty in the air, right? But you want that tailbone up and engaged and not sinking down too low. I mean, definitely invest in a trainer or a coach if you, if you're, uh, your form, you're kind of questioning your own form or you want to know some var- uh, variations that you can make a little more dynamic because you can do planks anywhere, and they're anyway, so powerful. They definitely are. So we're gonna. Le- I'm gonna leave you before we bridge the gap. I'm gonna leave you with a quick workout. So let's combine these four moves and build yourself a workout for this week. So if you're that person who's always complaining about time, who's complaining about can't get to a gym, um, and you haven't, you know, done yourself a favor and come on board at Professionally Fit, so I can build that workout for you through our app, then take this with you. Here's an awesome workout that you can do absolutely anywhere so your squats we're gonna do 15 squats and this is this workout i want you to do four rounds okay so put that down four times you're gonna do 15 squats and that can be any variation that you like then you're gonna go straight into 20 seconds of jumping jacks then you're gonna go straight into 10 to 12 push-ups and finally 30 to 60 seconds on a plank and all of these numbers are modifiable if you're a new a new beginner then maybe your plank is only going to be 15 seconds maybe you'll only do 15 seconds worth of jumping jacks but again that's 15 squats followed by 20 to 25 seconds of jumping jacks followed by 10 to 12 push-ups and finally 30 to 60 seconds on a plank so that is a workout you can take with you you're going to do four rounds of that and it should actually realistically take you less than about 35 minutes so a really short workout absolutely no equipment 
environment is wherever you feel like being at the time, um, right at home with your children in the office so you can hop right back into some work you need to do. But take some time out for that workout today. All right. Let's bridge the gap for him, Jay. So bridging the gap is our segment where we make the direct correlation between today's topic and your business as an entrepreneur or your career as a nine to five. Or how can you get professionally fit? This is an easy one. How yeah. can you get professionally Do fit? Do what we just said. <laughs> we bridge the gap. You got any final <laughs> closing statement? <laughs> I got nothing else. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bridging the gap. How can you get professionally fit with exercise and physical movement? If your career is like mine, where you're constantly being demanded there's a high demand on you physically right maybe you have a position a career or a business that is physically demanding you're constantly lifting moving you're constantly traveling then you know that your physical fitness is essential and you know that without incorporating constant and consistent movement that your muscles stiffen up your bones ache you have some recurring or chronic pain so i don't have to preach to you about the importance and the significance of exercise but i'm going to anyway so with regard to being an entrepreneur it's really really important to be physically fit and to get that movement in because there is a higher demand placed on you when you're trying to build your brand and your company and if you are not suited for that demand then you potentially lose business by just not being physically equipped to get the job done right if you're constantly sitting at a computer or a laptop, for example, and you've, uh, within the last couple of months or the last year or so, started experience chronic back pain, for example, from bad posture, right? That significantly impacts your ability to perform your job at a high level. If you're in constant pain or in a position where you constantly have to treat this chronic pain, whether it's through some type of medication, ibuprofen or a prescription, um, or you have to take time off work and be in bed because physically you're hurting if your knees are aching, right? That's an issue. So you need to be in a position where you can physically perform your job. So don't think I work too much, so therefore I can't find the time. When you find the time to get this exercise and this movement in, in between your other obligations, you actually perform better. You're able to run around and play with your kids after working a long day. Imagine that. Some people couldn't even imagine getting off of a shift um, or shutting down the business for the day and then going and run around in a park or, you know, going to do an activity on a Wednesday night. Like, right. no, we reserve those things for Sunday. Well, you don't have to. Life can be lived on a Tuesday. Right. Life can be lived on a Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Exactly. You know? Right. Um, but a lot of people don't believe that because they're, they're always suffering from chronic fatigue and physical exhaustion, not realizing that it's due to their lack of exercise and movement. Absolutely. So... Um, I like what you always say when someone asks you about being an entrepreneur and your social life. You make you have to make them coexist, and that's my same advice that I would give about working a nine to five and exercising. So let's just say you have a nine to five, you pick your kids up from the daycare, or you work your nine to five, and then you have to do um, something that requires you not to be able to go to the gym. Make your exercise and whatever you have to do once you get home coexist. If it's to be with your kids. A lot of times my kids will play in the backyard and I will be on the back porch doing my exercises, um, I'll take them to the park. I don't mind doing my squats right there at the park. Um, 
if you have somewhere you have to go, let's say downtown, you're going to hang out with friends and it's not a dress up occasion, maybe do like maybe, um, a quick workout that doesn't require you to sweat. Maybe go by the water, do your like three sets of squat. Like there's ways to incorporate your health and wellness with your, your after work life. Yes. Um, cause I know a lot of the excuses, I don't have time. Well, what do you have time for? And why can't exercise be incorporated into whatever that thing is? Mm -hmm. If you're watching TV, your favorite show comes on. Why can't you do your exercise on commercial breaks? Like why can't exercise coexist with whatever you're doing after your nine to five? Yeah, 100%. And just to put a denim to that, it doesn't have to be after work. I remember in China, Wednesday was our longest day. Um, at work when we were teaching and I actually challenged myself to do 10 squats every hour on the hour. So at 12 p.m. Yep. I stood up out my seat and did 10 squats. At 1 p.m. I stood up out my seat and did 10 squats. At 2 p.m. I stood up and did 10 squats. So at the end of the day, I had done over 100 squats. But you know what? When we were discussing earlier, we are um, the exception. <laughs> To the real, no, seriously, I realized like my level of not being shy and what I don't care if the whole like 100 people that's watching true. me do squat. I'm doing my squats. That's what it is. Figure it out. Google yeah. what I'm doing. But this is what's going on. And it's very little care to what you think about it. Yeah. Where most people will feel, people feel uncomfortable working out in the gym. And that's, that's where true. you're supposed to work out. So it's very rare a person will feel comfortable standing up and doing squats and feel they'll feel very intimidated and insecure. Right. Yeah, so, I do get that. Um, but, but how it, bad do you want it? <laughs> It all comes down. It's all relative. I mean, <laughs> it all boils down to how bad do you want it. I mean, are we going to really continue to be? No, but I get it. I totally get it. Um, but if you're making all these excuses to yourself too, guys, you got to give on something. You or, want... or go to the bathroom every hour. Put <laughs> some squats in that stall. You better do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, because you got to give somewhere. You either got to let that insecurity and that embarrassment go or you're going to have to cancel the, all those happy hours and things that you've committed to and make and carve out a time where you can be in a privacy in your home or have a private session. But something's got to give Absolutely. because the exercise is non-negotiable. And making excuses will never take you to where you want to be. That's right. Making excuses. Now, excuses and uh, getting results, they can't coexist. Oh, no, 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 no. No, excuses and, and getting the body you want to get, they can't live under the same roof. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's a fact. That definitely. <laughs> that's definitely, definitely yeah. a fact. Now we can end the podcast. Now we can wrap it up. Okay. Are, are we still friends? You want to be? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, I will if you will. <laughs> show me yours and I'll show you mine. Right. Uh, guys, if you are in the market to get professionally fit, at Professionally Fit, we help career executives and entrepreneurs learn how to eat and train for the body and career that they want, right? So if you hear all these amazing things that we talk about on this podcast and you're like, you know what? I need a piece of that in my life and I need somebody to coach me to that next level of greatness so I can take it to the next level in my business and my career, then come join us over at Professionally Fit. We do online and offline coaching. We have clients throughout the United States. So join us at www.professionallyfit.co. 
or go to our Facebook page and click on schedule a consultation and let us share with you exactly how you can mold and shape the body you want. But more importantly, you can eradicate any chronic disease and illness, get off of medications, feel your best self, get rid of chronic fatigue, uh, reverse your joint pain, reverse your type 2 diabetes. These things are not a life sentence. And, and with that, you'll be able to build your brand and your status and your career. So that's what Professionally Fit is all about. And that's what we absolutely love to do. So if you're in the market to get Professionally Fit, join us at www.professionallyfit.co. And as always, we'll be right back here with another episode next week. Be well. Peace.